Hello, and welcome to BSN Extra, the show that has everything you need to know about Bearcat sports. I'm your host, Carlos Zimmerman. Twas a near-perfect weekend for all of Sam Houston sports as volleyball swept their weekend games, soccer went one and one with the one win coming on the road, and football made the comeback of a lifetime on Saturday to topple Stephen F. Austin. When we come back, we'll break down every moment of every game from this past weekend, and we'll hear from various coaches and players to get their side of the story after such a historic weekend. You won't want to miss a minute, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We'll be back after this. Hey, Bearcats, take your membership on the go by downloading the Sam Houston State University Alumni Cat app today. Not a member yet? Join the Sam Houston Alumni Association or renew in seconds to enjoy exclusive national benefits on dining, entertainment, and much more. Now that you're in, take some time to explore your exclusive member benefits, read the latest edition of Heritage Magazine, or find an alumni event near you. Click on our travel tile to sign up and explore the globe with our traveling Bearcats, or stay connected to alumni in your area as you take your membership everywhere. Come hang out with the Alumni Association as we tailgate some of the biggest games of the year by showing your alumni member card that is now in the palm of your hand. Download the SHSU Alumni Cat app today in the iTunes or Google Play Store or visit shsu.edu slash cat app. Eat them up, cats! Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the BSN Extra Podcast, the recap episode for this week. It's a fine, clear Monday morning, October 4th, 2021. You're going to have to excuse me, folks. Excuse me. My voice is uh, not quite all the way back after the uh, incredible uh, game on Saturday, which we'll talk about in uh, later in this episode. But let's take a look at how soccer and volleyball did this weekend. Stellar outings for both squads after over the last few days with volleyball winning both their matches over Tarleton and Abilene Christian. And for soccer, they picked up their first road win down in Edinburgh over UTRGV last Thursday, but fell to Lamar last night, two to one down, uh, excuse me, in Beaumont. So, but well, let's look at soccer first. So backtracking to last Thursday, taking on the UTRGV Vaqueros. And the Vaqueros entered 5-6-1, hoping to steal one away from the Bearcats, who was, at the time was just a middling 2-6, haven't won on the road yet this year. But, however, the Bearcats stepped up and came to play as in the 25th minute, senior middle midfielder, excuse me, midfielder, Caitlin McDonald, amidst the scrum for the ball in the box after a corner kick, found some daylight, hit a sharp grounder into the net, passed the diving Mayel Lunardi, the keeper for UTRGV, to give the Bearcats the lead one to mill, and it was a lead they would keep the rest of the way because Tatum Krieger said no way to anything that went past her. A stellar performance for her guarding the net, and the Cats secured their first road win of the season. And with this win, some history was made. The Bearcats gave head coach Tom Brown his 100th victory as head coach of Sam Houston, and this win also gave the Bearcats their first ever win in conference play as members of the Western Athletic Conference. This was also the first road game that the Bearcats have scored in this season as they were shut out 25-0 on the road entering this matchup. The lone goal from Caitlin McDonald is the first since August 29th when Alexis Churid scored the one and only goal in a 1-0 win over McNeese. So an incredible lot of firsts and milestones being set in this game alone. 
We talked about how Landry Townsend was going to need to step up big, and she did because she was able to put three shots on goal with Truett shooting the other one outside of McDonald's goal shot. So five shots on goal for the Bearcats for the most part. So with that win, Sam Houston, they improved to three and six and are now were now one and one in whack play as they went on to take on Lamar down in Beaumont, a familiar foe from the years in the Southland. So and the Bearcats came out strong defensively on that side of the ball with Abby Delosier taking care of the goalkeeping duties yesterday. But however, in the 16 minute Cardinal midfielder Eva Karen soared one past Delosier and that gave Lamar an early one nothing lead. And what I've noticed in the games where the opponent is able to get out in front early, the Bearcats have had their struggles in trying to respond. However, in this one, they responded, oh, let's say rather quickly within a few minutes. As Caitlin McDonald, off of a great crossing pass from Lexi Permacio, drilled one past the Lamar keeper in Nicole Panis for the equalizer. And we were tied at one all going into the half later on after uh, some play had gone through. So going into the half, Bearcats felt that wave of momentum starting to happen. But coming out of the half, Lamar, they struck back rather quickly. Isela Ramirez in the 50th minute, just five minutes after the break, would put one past Delosier, and that would give Lamar a 2-1 lead, which they would hold the rest of the way to take the win over the Bearcats. Delosier would save five shots in the match while McDonald and Troy combined for five of the six shots on goal for the Cats. Ashley Friedrichs had the one other one. So looking at back at this weekend, it's a one-in-one weekend. And, and, you know, I call that an, a successful weekend because, you know, going into this, the Bearcats were on a four-game losing skid. They needed something to change, and they got that on Thursday. And they fought hard last night on Sunday. So you got to think that the, there might be a turnaround coming up for Bearcats soccer and and hopefully it'll happen because finally they're going to be able to be back home in the confines of Pritchett Field starting this Friday when they take on Chicago State. Obviously, work still needs to be done going forward, and I'm sure we're going to get that same sentiment from head coach Tom Brown when we speak to him in the preview podcast later this week. Shifting gears to volleyball, a perfect weekend for the squad as they took out Tarleton three sets to one and then got the brooms out on Saturday in a sweep of Abilene Christian, three sets to none. But, however, each match was rather hard, hard fought, I should say, and not easy in the slightest. Let's look at that Tarleton match first on last Thursday. This is the first meeting between these two teams ever, despite Stephenville and Huntsville only being about three and a half hours away or so. And Sam Houston started off with some fire and then some, taking set number one, 25 to 17, with a host of Bearcats, the likes of Lewis, Krieger, Chaussee, contributing offensively to secure the win. They turned it around in the second set and laid an even bigger smackdown, winning that second set, 25 to 12, with Ashley Lewis and Brianne Chaussee leading the way on the offensive almost single handedly between the two. Charlton, however, they were they bounced back in that third set, needing a little bit of extra time, if you will, to beat the Bearcats in the set with a former Bearcat in Elise Smith notching the set-winning kill to give the Texans some life and a 26-24 set win to boot. And now, looking at the fourth set, it was arguably the most back-and-forth set in the entire match. With the lead having never exceeded four points on either side, Bearcats only led by as much as four at one point, Tarleton led by as much as three. But it was the Bearcats that came through in the end. Behind 
their third-year sophomore from Richmond, Catherine Krieger, coming away with six kills in the set, including the game winner, to give Sam Houston the win in the set, 25-21, and the match win, three sets to one. A little history was potentially going to be made that night with Brianne Chaussey entering the matchup needing only 13 kills to reach the 1,000 career kill mark in her time at Sam Houston. She got to 12 and just fell one short of making history on Thursday night. And I was on the call on the on the ESPN Plus broadcast, and let me tell you, that, that she had one shot in that final uh, rally, if you will, but it just just got dug out. So it was tough to not see it on Thursday since I was going to be in Houston on Saturday, but we'll talk about how she was able to get to it in the game on Saturday. But uh, taking a look back at the stats from Thursday night, fifth-year senior from Houston, Ashley Lewis, led the way with 19 kills. But Krieger had the most efficient outing. She had 15 kills on 31 swings, giving her yet another 10-plus kill game, extending that streak to seven matches. The third-year sophomore setter Morgan Yonda reached 49 assists, nearly cracked 50 for the third time this season, and she even had 18 digs and even got into it offensively with seven kills of her own, and that's why I call Morgan Yonda really the Swiss Army knife of this team. She can dig, she can kill, and she can, well, that doesn't sound right. She can dig, she can swing really well, and then get those assists racked up at the same time. That's just She's kind of like the Taysom Hill of this team. Hannah Baker led the way defensively with 24 digs as well. So an all-around great outing for Sam Houston, picking up their very first win in conference play as members of the Western Athletic Conference and some much-needed momentum after going on a two-game skid with some losses to UAB and Texas Tech. And we caught up with Ashley Lewis after the match, and she gave her thoughts on the big win to open up conference play. It was a total team effort in set four. I mean, we were on fire sets one and two. Set three, we kind of lulled because they kind of fought back a little bit more than we expected them to. And then we really had to fight in the fourth, but it was all six of us, including the bench and the coaches. It was a full team effort on the win tonight. So then after Thursday, the eyes then turned to Saturday. While most of the eyes of Huntsville were going to be upon football down in Houston, lest we forget, volleyball turned out an incredible match against Abilene Christian, coming away with a sweep when things in the third set were not trending that direction, but we'll get to that in a moment. In the opening set, Brianne Chaussey, she wasted no time whatsoever in reaching the 1,000 career kill mark as that was the first point of the game for either side. Bearcats would trade blows with the Wildcats up until it was 11-11 when the Cats rattled off six straight points on a 6-0 run, with half of that run coming off of ACU errors and Ashley Lewis doing Ashley Lewis things. And the Cats would go on to win the opening set, 25-18. to 18. In that little run, Ashley Lewis, she had three of those kills. In the second set, the, same, the Bearcats would dig an even bigger hole for Abilene Christian to fall through as throughout the match there were little patches of 3-0 runs which were just enough to give the Cats the win in the set and they secured a 2-0 set lead winning that set, 25-16. Catherine Krieger put up six kills in that set, second time she's done it this weekend with Chaussey coming away with four of her own. However, the Wildcats would respond in the third and potentially deciding set, needing a win to extend the match, and they came very close to doing so, much like Charlton did on Thursday. Put the Bearcats in a hole, a hole of their own, leading 20-10 to 10 at this point in the match. And when you see those type of like big leads at that point in the match, as, as a team, you typically, you know, you like regroup a little bit, see if you can try to rally back. But more often than not, the team leading is going to come away with a set win, and then you get ready for set four, not the Bearcats. The Bearcats would rally from that 20 
Oh, let me catch my breath. That 20 to 10 deficit going on a 6-0 run to cut the lead to four. A service ace from Hannah Baker, two kills from Dejanay Gilmore, and let's be honest, a collapse on the offensive side of the ball from Abilene Christian. The Wildcats would inch closer and closer, getting to 23 to 18 at one point, and that is all the points they would have the rest of the way as the Bearcats put together a 7-0 run to finish the game with Lewis and Gilmore starting it off with a kill each, and then the Wildcats just completely unraveled after that. Three attack errors, a bad set, plus Lewis got a service ace to cap off the comeback and give the Bearcats the win in three sets, 25-23 and a 3-0 set sweep. So think about that. Think about this for a minute. The Bearcats had a 6-0 run in, I believe it was, I, I just said it a second ago, in set number one, and then doing the same thing again in set number three, and then later in the set, rattling off a 7-0 run. That's a total of 19 points that they scored with Abilene not scoring a thing. That should tell you something. And, of course, you have to think Abilene made a lot on a lot of those runs. Abilene made mistakes on that. It was just not all the Bearcats offensively. The Bearcats were able to capitalize offensively and defensively in this match. Think about that for a minute. Catherine Krieger, she extended her 10-plus kill streak to eight matches, coming away with 11 total in this one, just getting to double digits. Dejanay Gilmore, she stepped up in a big way, putting together almost a double-double. She had nine kills and seven blocks. And Hannah Baker on the defensive side, she equaled her Thursday match on Saturday, coming away with 24 digs. Head coach Brenda Gray talked to us post-game, and she had this to say regarding the comeback in the game overall. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, our main goal was to continue where we left off the other night, um, wanting to stay undefeated here at home. Uh, I thought we played very well again, sets uh, one, two. I thought we kind of sat back a little bit, set three. But to be able to come back um, with the momentum, you know, that we had, we were down double digits. And for us to be able to come back and take that um, – Decidingly, I mean, Defice, you know, we really came in and, and finished that thing off, and it wasn't that they were making errors. We were earning our points. So I think we're very proud of what we did today. So history being made for Sam Volleyball and Brianne Chaussey reaching 1,000 career kills, becoming the second Bearcat player to do it this season. Ashley Lewis, she earlier on in the year had 27 kills in a match against North Texas, which pushed her over the 1,000 career kill mark as well. The Cats are 2-0 and in whack play to open up the conference play. And from my perspective, you know, this never-say-die attitude that the Bearcat volleyball team's got going right now, I think it's going to continue going forward, especially with the way you saw them handle Abilene Christian the rest of that match. And then remember, folks, they got the rival Stephen F. Austin coming up on Friday, and we all know that game is going to be must-see. We're going to catch up with head coach Brenda Gray later this week in the preview podcast to talk about this last weekend and then, of course, look forward to Stephen F. Austin, the rival, and that will be a fun one to see. So hope you watch that game on Friday and you join us later this week before that game to catch up with head coach Brenda Gray. Speaking of games against Stephen F. Austin, when we come back, we're going to talk about that spectacle of a game on Saturday. So... Don't go away. We're going to be back right after this. You're listening to BSN Extra. Hey, Bearcats. Take your membership on the go by downloading the Sam Houston State University Alumni Cat app today. Not a member yet? Join the Sam Houston Alumni Association or renew in seconds to enjoy exclusive national benefits on dining, entertainment, and much more. Now that you're in... 
Take some time to explore your exclusive member benefits. Read the latest edition of Heritage Magazine or find an alumni event near you. Click on our travel tile to sign up and explore the globe with our traveling Bearcats or stay connected to alumni in your area as you take your membership everywhere. Come hang out with the Alumni Association as we tailgate some of the biggest games of the year by showing your alumni member card that is now in the palm of your hand. Download the SHSU Alumni Cat app today in the iTunes or Google Play Store or visit shsu.edu slash cat app. Eat them up, cats! Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful day so far. You know, you know, if you're not, I hope you know it continues to get better for you. Thanks for spending your time with us here on BSN Extra. It's time to talk about Bearcat football. What a game on Saturday! You know, and it seemed as if all hope was lost entering that fourth quarter for Sam Houston. You know what? We all know what happened, but let's go back to the beginning of that game because in order for you know the story to be written. There has to be a start. You know, the storylines entering this matchup that came to light as the game progressed is that, you know, Eric Schmidt was not going to play due to an undisclosed injury, and that starting freshman kicker Seth Morgan was not going to play either because he was going through COVID protocols. So the Bearcats are without their starting QB and their starting kicker. Two essential pieces to the Bearcats game, which... So going into this matchup, this was already going to be an uphill climb for the Cats. And SFA definitely made it look that way to start things out. So Keegan Shoemaker, the sophomore transfer QB from Lafayette, and Cameron Hearn, the normal kickoff specialist, would be handling Morgan's duties. And starting out in the game, strap in, folks. We're just going to break down every bit of this one. Following a failed drive for the Cats, the Jacks would drive the ball down and it would set up Chris Campos for a 49-yard field goal, and that made it 3-0 in the first. So a 3-0 start for SFA. Bearcats, usually at that point, they would usually respond. But this is significant for the reason that this is the first time the Bearcats let an opposing team have the lead. They've had ties with Northern Arizona and Southeast Missouri, but the opposing team had never led entering this matchup. On the ensuing drive, and it seemed like on many drives that followed after, the Bearcats, they would formulate great drives, and they would execute well. But once they got to the no-man's-land part of the field, they would just fall flat, and that gave SFA so much momentum. You know, before the first quarter even ended, the Bearcats, they pulled off a four-down stand against the Lumberjacks. Gave the Bearcats momentum. The defense looked great. But on the next play of the drive, Keegan Shoemaker would throw an interception to Bruce Harmon, and that would set up the Jacks in great field position, and it would cap off that drive with a 15-yard touchdown pass from Trey Self to Xavier Gibson, and that would give SFA a 10-0 lead after the first quarter. So by any means, not a great start if you're the Bearcats. The defense was doing its job, but the offense just was not there. The Bearcats' first two drives of the second quarter would end up in Matt McRobert punts. And on the next drive, SFA was ate up a lot of clock while putting together a good enough drive to give, uh, again, Chris Campos a 25-yard field goal attempt, and that gave SFA a 13-0 lead. And, you know, I was on the call 
with uh, my good friend CJ Miller on 90.5 KSHU and just with where we were at, it's, it's, it was weird seeing that sea of orange that was across from us because it filled about 70% of the lower bowl and it was dead quiet. That was, the crowd was stunned. It was the Bearcats, for the Bearcats, they just could not believe it. However, Sam Houston would see some light on the next drive as they methodically picked their way down the field, and it led to a Shoemaker-Ezzard connection for five yards, and that put the Cats on the board for the very first time of the day. It made it 13-6. However, Cameron Hearn would miss the extra point as the kick bounced off the right upright. So just when you thought the Bearcats found momentum, that little bit of a doink, if you will, kind of took it back again. But, however, this would lead to the locker room, so halftime, SFA leading the way 13-6. to Not really what, you know, the media, the experts, and all the fans in attendance were expecting SFA on top right out of the gate. And it was vital that the Bearcats scored before the half because more often than not, when you don't score before a half, the momentum just kind of gets sucked away and likely would not return. Coming out of the half, the first drives of the third for both sides, SFA and Sam Houston, resulted in punts. But on SFA's second drive, the longest of the game, it lasted eight minutes and four seconds. Just when you thought SFA was going to go for the jugular and try to put this one away, Zion McCollum picked off McCollum, excuse me, picked off Trey Self at the Sam Houston 11-yard line, giving the Cats some life and a chance to go down and go tie the game. However, as that drive started to materialize on a third down, a bad snap from Ethan Hagler to Shoemaker resulted in a turnover, a fumble, setting up SFA at the Bearcats' nine-yard line. And all it took was one play from Trey Self, and he found Lawton Reichel for nine yards in the end zone to give SFA a 20-6 lead with three seconds left to go in the third quarter. And so that sets the stage for the fourth quarter. And let me tell you from where I was sitting in the booth and with, with CJ, and I'll tell you this, you know, just both me and him, sullen faces. Obviously, you can't see it because we're on radio, but we were just down. And I wasn't sure what, was, what to think, what was going to happen going through the rest of the game. I, just, I wasn't confident by any stretch. I'm not a negative person, but I was just, I was not confident at all that we could pull this off. Just SFA had all the momentum. Only 15 minutes of football left to be played in Houston. The crowd of purple and black, they were feeling victory. It was on the, at their fingertips. On the sea of orange and white, normally very rowdy, but very quiet. They needed a big play to erupt. You know, starting in the fourth quarter, much like the past quarters, both drives for both sides ended in punts. And at that point, after the two punts, the one from Sam Houston and the one from SFA, I, I told CJ, and I said, this drive right here is where Sam Houston needs to score because I just do not think there is enough time left to mount any semblance of a comeback. You cannot, the punting is not an option on this drive. And, in the, and it was on this drive, there was a shift in the place all over. A drive put together that was beautifully put together by Shoemaker, as on a crucial third down and seven in Lumberjack territory, he found Jaquez Ezzard for a 45-yard strike, and that got them to the SFA 49, building the momentum that they needed. And as the Bearcats got deeper into SFA territory, Shoemaker, he would throw an incompletion, and this is in the red zone, mind you, and a pair of Ramon Jefferson runs that just went nowhere. So, 
set the stage. It's fourth down and eight. There's nine minutes left to go in the ball game. 20 to six lead for SFA and Shoemaker needed to make a big play. And friends, him and Ife Adey did exactly that. So the catch of a lifetime from Ife Adey. And, and, and if you weren't at the game or weren't watching on TV and you, so let's say figuratively you're only watching it, you were only listening to it on radio. Let me tell you this, from what we could see on the Jumbotron, it was the pure grip strength of Ife's fingertips that hauled that ball in. It looked like it hit the ground before it hit his fingers, but it didn't. It landed in his fingers. And just before the ball touched the ground to think that, oh, he didn't have control, his fingertips just hauled it in for the score. And let me tell you, friends, that was beautiful. Just a beautiful catch. One of the best I've seen. Probably the catch of the year in the FCS. Of course, it's 20-12, to 12, so the Bearcats needed to do at least do a two-point conversion because it seemed like they weren't trusting the kicking since Seth Morgan was out. And it originally failed, but a holding call against SFA would give the Cats a second chance, and then Shoemaker found Cody Crest in the end zone, and we're at a one-possession game. 9-8 left to go, and the Cats are down by 6, 20-14. Now the defense needed to come through, and they had for most of the game thus far. And, and, I, and I say that because the defense held their own. The only times that they gave up points was because off of an offensive turnover. And at that point, you know, the defense had just came off the field, so they're tired a little bit. So you have to thrust them back out there after a, uh offensive turnover, whether it be the interception or the fumble. You, you don't expect something to happen. And it and let's think about this. Both of SFA's scores, they happened like that, just a, just a snap of the finger. So that much, it's really something you can't put on the Bearcat defense. At the end of the day, you take those two plays away, both those touchdowns are off the board. It's just those field goals. Think about that for a minute. Of course, that's not how the game went. But on the next drive, the Bearcats would make life rough for SFA's quarterback and Trey Self because he would be sacked twice, first by Trace Mascoro and then again by Jahari K, forcing a max quick punt. So here we go. Crunch time now. 6.18 to go. You're down by six. The Cats needed to chew clock, and but also go down and score. And on this particular drive, Chandler Harvin became a bit of a hero. He came away with two big catches. But as the Bearcats creeped toward that end zone, old habits from earlier in the game started to resurface as penalties and rushing plays that just weren't working came about. So here we are again, fourth down and four. And a play that just broke apart from the beginning, and SFA would sack Keegan Shoemaker. And at that point, the life out of the building on the side of the Bearcats sucked away. but And the SFA with fans were cheering, but that didn't last very long. B.J. Thompson, the guy that had sacked, if you will, Keegan Shoemaker, get called for a face mask. And a bad one at that almost looked like he was going to take Shoemaker's head off. And it gave Sam Houston a fresh set of downs, first and goal from the four-yard line. Shoemaker would come out for that play because of that face mask. Kind of shook him up a little bit. And the third string normally, but the backup on Saturday, Trapper Panel, he came in. And the freshman from Kerrville took the team on his back and rushed it in for four yards. And that tied the game, 20 to 20. And so then you had to think, the PAT's coming up here. Cameron Hearn's already missed one off the upright. Who do you, go, who do you call upon? They called upon Christian Pavone. 
and his PAT would split the uprights, and it gave the Cats a one-point lead with less than three minutes to go. But as the old adage that goes, there's still a lot of time on the clock. SFA would drive down the field with Gibson making some big catches, and the Jacks gave Chris Campos a chance. This would be from 51 yards. It would have been his career long. The snap and the hold was good, but the kick went wide right, missing the uprights and even the net behind it. The Bearcats of Sam Houston officially completed the comeback to win the Battle of the Piney Woods for a 10th straight season. This one, however, probably the closest in a long time. This one by the skin of their teeth, 21 to 20, the final. And they did it without their starting QB, Eric Schmidt, and their starting kicker, Seth Morgan, a young backup QB with something to prove, and a team with a drive to win against a rival, no less. When the smoke settled and the momentum uh, kind of went away, and the, uh, well, I shouldn't say so, momentum, the adrenaline. Shoemaker, he finished at 16 of 29, 222 yards and two touchdowns and one pick. And we talked to him a bit post game, And the sentiment that he really delivered was that it was his teammates rallying around, rallying around him that really gave him life that he needed down the stretch of that game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was my teammates having my back. You know, all throughout this week, they were letting me know, like, we got your back, we got your back. And even when we were down, we got your back, we got your back. So it was really my teammates giving me that confidence, knowing that they believed in me. So... And also, the rest of the O-line and the receivers made plays, so made it easy. Ramon Jefferson did not crack 100 yards rushing for the first time this season, only coming away with 19 carries on 74 yards, so he got three-quarters of the way there. Ezard also finished with 74 yards through the air on the catching end of things with those four catches and a touchdown to boot. On the defensive side of things, Markel Perry and Jahari K just did what they did best. K came away with a sack and a half. And both him and Perry combined for five and a half tackles for loss. We also caught up with Jahari post game. Um, it felt good tonight. Um, they made a couple plays. We knew they were going to come out and make a couple plays. Um, they got a couple uh, kids on scholarship as well as us, so they, they're a good team. My coach said, um, you know, they they came out with a good game plan, and we made uh made a couple turnovers or takeaways. So I mean, it felt good tonight. And so, like I said. I was there calling the game on 90.5 with my good friend CJ. And let me tell you something, folks. I alluded to a little bit of it when we were down 20 to 6. I just I looked at CJ and I was like, what do we got to do? And then I looked over at my phone. My buddy, his name is Rodrigo Mendoza. He was live tweeting for the Houstonian sports Twitter at the game that day. And he just texted me, hashtag cardiac cats. And when he said that, it took me back to the national championship when we were there, when myself and my buddy Jordan Smith, we were calling the game. Also on 90.5. Whenever Isaiah Davis had that big run back and it gave South Dakota State the lead, I looked at Jordan and I told him, look, believe in the Cats. It'll it'll happen. And what do you know? It did. Eve A. Day caught that game-winning touchdown from Schmidt. And I had that little same feeling when the day he made that miraculous catch on Saturday to make it a one-possession game. And that's when I looked at CJ, and I realized, like, yeah, those, wor- those words are continuing to that I said back in May and I was completely forgetting about in the, in the game on Saturday. And honestly, folks, it left me speechless. It left me absolutely speechless. This team is something else. And it should tell you a lot about this team and the depth that it has and the life that it has and the 
just the incredible players that it has. To, to win a game where you're down by 14 with 15 minutes to go with your backup QB and you still won the game, that should tell you something about this team and that this team is the real deal. There shouldn't be an asterisk next to that national championship in the spring. This team's the real deal, and they proved that on Saturday. Talked with Coach Keeler in the press conference postgame as well, and what else can I say, folks? I'll let him do the talking because uh, he also had a really funny thing that he – or not funny thing, but a really cool thing that he said about Keegan Shoemaker as, you know, Shoemaker's on a partial scholarship. So I'll let Coach Keeler do the talking right here as uh, here's a, another uh, postgame wrap-up here with head Coach Casey Keeler. Yeah, you know, it wasn't our best work in the first half. And I think a lot of that's with how well they played. We also had a tremendous amount of distractions this week. You know, obviously Eric not playing and really probably could have played. I think the decision on our part was, you know, he's taken four personal fouls in three weeks. He's had two targetings against him, a late hit out of bounds and another late hit. And I think our medical staff and, and, and we decided that even though he weren't warmed up today, we weren't going to play him. And uh, I think that was important for the rest of the season because we didn't want to get a situation where he gets another hit and now we lose him for the rest of the season. And we have tremendous, you know, uh, we, tremendous belief in Keegan. And um, Keegan was on a partial scholarship. It would be moved to full as soon as possible. Uh, we will take care of that, I promise you. Um, but, you know, when we got Keegan, we were so blessed. I mean, you know, he played college football at a good school. He played in a rivalry game very much like this. He excelled. He was a freshman All-American. And we thought, what a great guy to add to, you know, our quarterback room. And um, so, and, and, and he's such a great teammate, and he's so, so supportive of, of Eric and, and Gunner and Trapper. That whole room is amazing. And so it really wasn't that hard when we thought, you know, you know not having one of the best players in the country on the field might be difficult. We also had, um, you know, great belief in, in the fact Keegan could go out there and get it done. That's going to wrap up BSN Extra for today. Join us later this week as we take a look at the weekend ahead with volleyball against SFA on Friday. Soccer's got a doubleheader this weekend on Friday and Sunday, taking on Chicago State on Friday, and then Abilene Christian on Sunday. And football's back at Bauer Stadium, taking on the Lamar Cardinals coming up on Saturday. We're going to sit down with head coach Brenda Gray from Sam Volleyball and head coach Tom Brown from Women's Soccer to get their insight on their matchups this weekend. The Bearcats are all at home this weekend, friends, so go out and support the Cats as it's going to be a very exciting weekend, hoping for a picture-perfect weekend coming up. For now, this is Carlos Zimmerman saying so long from the BSN Studios. Hope you have an enjoyable rest of your day, and we'll see you next time right here on BSN Extra. As always, eat them up, Cats, and have a pleasant tomorrow. Goodbye, everyone. BSN Extra is recorded in the Bearcat Sports Network studios at the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. The songs Celebration, Amber Glow, and The Future Is Ours are courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. Today's show was written by Carlos Zimmerman, produced by Jason Barfield and Sheridan McGrew. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.